I'd give the world to see Where the music's softly playing And the rhythm's gently swaying Underneath the stars in a million bars Guitars are softly saying Mexico Ah, we're off to uh, Campeche in Mexico now, and uh, we say a very good evening to John Bonfilio. John, thanks for joining us. Good evening, Martin. How are you? I'm absolutely fine. Watched the uh, World Cup draw, was sort of bored to death because it just went on and on and on. Uh, I suspect across uh, Latin America, uh, the broadcast was watched with, uh, with interest. Yeah, um, absolutely. There's Latin American interest in almost every group bar maybe two i mean yeah. i think the, the biggest uh the biggest draws i suppose are in group c where you've got argentina saudi arabia mexico and poland which is i, I mean you know saudi arabia aren't, don't really have form but i guess if there's anything close to a group of death it's probably those three group c and argentina and mexico seem to play out the same match whenever they play in a major tournament which involves uh, mexico largely being uh, substantially better for about 80 minutes uh, taking the lead uh, early on during the match and then Argentina scoring two goals and breaking Mexican hearts between the 80th and the 90th minute and then Mexico being introspective about mental frailties for the next uh, for the next four years. So it'll be interesting <laughs> to see whether that plays out again, but that's for sure what uh, every Mexican is fearful of, that they're going to be better than Argentina and then lose again. And then I guess in, in Group G, Brazil, uh, that actually became... Top of the FIFA World Rankings just uh, 24 hours before the draw was made, supplanting Belgium. Seemed to have a fairly easy draw with uh, Serbia, Switzerland and, and Cameroon. So I guess they're uh, you know, among the hot favourites. Um, I mean, they, they went through qualifying unbeaten and with a record points tally uh, as well. So I would have thought, especially given the heat in Qatar, that you would have thought that uh, they would be right up there in terms of possible contenders. And then I guess the other one to draw out in terms of interest would be Group H, where you've got uh, Uruguay that even a couple of weeks ago didn't seem as though, you know, they're pretty heavyweight um, um, historically, you know, obviously have won a, 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 a record number of tournaments, but uh, but they've got form in, the, in their group with Ghana that in 2010... Uh, Ghana were going through Luis Suarez handled on the line oh, yeah. penalty was given he was sent off uh, they missed the penalty penalty and then Uruguay won on penalty so that there's definitely a, a grudge match there uh, and meanwhile all Colombians are sat at home they were one point off the playoff and two points off automatic qualification uh, so if you are a Colombian football supporter uh, you were probably off doing something different during the World Cup draw today yeah, I mean, I mean that match that you mentioned between Uruguay and Ghana. I mean, it's when they play famous scenes of the World Cup. That's always one that gets gets played because when the penalty was saved, when Suarez was sent off for handling it, then the penalty was saved. Um, he'd he'd gone off a villain and he was celebrating wildly, and every <laughs> a lot of hate was uh, was directed at him after that. You know, because uh, it was a villain. He you shouldn't really have been celebrating uh, so wildly when the you know when the penalty was saved. Everybody was let's put it everybody was a Ghana supporter at that moment because uh, we looked at it as typical Suarez cheating, really. Yeah, and, and considering he's such an amazing football player and you know is revered in, in in Uruguay, but also in a number of the teams he's he's played for, of course, yeah, Liverpool yeah. in you know in in England, the amount of major villainous moments that he has had. 
I, don't, I think you'd be hard pushed to find another footballer who's had, you know, as many, um, as many controversial, like deeply controversial moments in the game as Luis Suarez has. Yeah, is he in the current Uruguay team, or is he has he retired from international football? He's he's likely to make it. I mean, he's in and out a little bit, but I think for, for the purposes of what's uh, you know what's coming up with the World Cup, uh, and so on, I think it'll probably be a last hurrah for, for him. And he's still very much amongst the best strikers there. Um, and he seems to he'd be one of those figures as well that is generally speaking really healthy and fit and doesn't suffer from major injuries. So no, I, I, I would um, you know if I was a betting man, Martin, I would put money on <laughs> Luis Suarez <laughs> doing something to surprise us in yeah. Qatar. Yeah, absolutely. And um, as far as uh, Brazil go, uh, you mentioned there with Serbia, Switzerland and Cameroon, um, it will probably looks like Brazil and Switzerland probably in that group. Um, but is this a vintage Brazil team? Because, uh, you know, they've got a reputation, Brazil, but they don't always live up to it. Yeah, they don't. But it's one of those funny things I always think about Latin American football teams is that actually form doesn't really isn't really a guide. Um, a lot of teams historically on the, the continents uh, or in the Latin American region blow hot and cold. And really a team that arrives with form uh, towards the end of the year is really going to be the, the one to be taken seriously. But uh, there are no beyond Neymar. There aren't really any major I mean, Allison and a few others, you know, but, but it's, it's not one of those teams that you would think, oh, you know, oh, oh my God, this team is absolutely going to be a, a contender. There's a lot of you know, great good players there but but equally they could have a terrible uh, run in the group or or lose to i don't know a kind of you can imagine them losing to a germany in the quarterfinals mm. or something like that and one of the reasons they've ascended to actually to um to top of the fifa world rankings is because they've not played european opposition for the last three years because of covid as well so they have had a remarkable run of that has all been uh, largely based around uh, local regional matches yeah uh, now, another uh, a story um, from uh, Latin America, from Mexico, that uh, this is a sort of reverse of what normally happens. Americans are actually crossing into Mexico to buy cheaper petrol. Tell me about that one. Yeah, it's, it's actually counterintuitive because you, you would always expect things to be cheaper in Mexico. That's not always uh, the case. For example, electronics famously are really uh, you know, substantial, substantially more expensive than they are in Mexico than they are in in the U.S., but because of uh, rising fuel prices, they've risen 40% on average uh, over the course of the last year in, in the U.S., you've actually had a flip there. So you've actually, where ordinarily you would, uh, uh, it would be cheaper north of the border, it's actually cheaper south of the border. And actually in California, between California and, and Baja California Norte and Tijuana, uh, which never gets a good press, uh, but that's where you, um, petrol currently is almost half the price uh, that it is in, in California and actually in Texas as well. It's about a pound a gallon cheaper. So, yeah, I mean, that, that border, you know, a story that keeps giving and giving for many, many different reasons <laughs> is now reaching the international headlines because you've got um, border queues north to south, people waiting to come and fill up their uh, their tanks south of the border in a surprise. For everyone. Of course, you know, the Russia-Ukraine thing has been a factor in that, but there's been a number of other factors over the course of the last year. So it's uh, one of those things that has taken everybody by surprise. And, and actually, another factor is the fact that the Mexican president, Andres Manuel López Obrador, uh, famously known as AMLO, has also is also subsidizing and controlling petrol prices south of the border as well. So that's another reason why prices here are cheaper than they are in the north. 
But presumably you've got to live near the... I mean, there'd be no point in driving from, I don't know, San Francisco or Los Angeles down to the border to fill your car up because uh, you'll use no, all the yeah. petrol driving back. Yeah, you, you don't have people from Wyoming uh, <laughs> crossing into Chihuahua <laughs> to fill up, no. no. That, that wouldn't be the, you know... That wouldn't be the, uh, the sharpest move. No, no, absolutely right. Tell me about this story uh, in uh, El Salvador, um, uh, resurgence of gang warfare. What's all that about? Yeah, um, sad, really, but uh, brings up a number of different topics. El Salvador has a historic problem with, with gangs that actually was to do with the fact that during the Civil War, uh, a number of uh, individuals moved up to the US, and in particular to to California, and a lot of young males moved up there to, to escape the, the conflict and then joined gangs up there for a variety of, of reasons. But then they would they tend to be deported back when they got arrested. So the historic problem with gangs in El Salvador is in some way uh, exported from the U.S. and in particular California and has been horrific for a period of 25, 30 years and so on, really affecting civil society there and probably El Salvador's you know biggest um, uh, security problem there. Uh, the new president, I mean, new, he's been in, for, in power for a few years now, Nayib Bukele, um, managed to broker something of a detente, a downturn in violence between the, the two gangs. There's always been accusations that he's actually pacted with, with the gangs, but he's always denied this. Um, but, you know, whichever way it's played out, for sure, it's been a much more peaceful pl place to be uh, over the last 18 months or so. But just last weekend, uh, there was a massive spike in killings, 80 plus uh, murders last weekend, and, and on Saturday alone, 62 were killed in what is the highest tally uh, in decades, and in fact, since the, the Civil War. And what's really remarkable about it is that uh, uh, Bukele, the, the president, has declared a state of emergency and basically suspended all uh, civil and, and human rights. Uh, people who are arrested don't have to be told why they're being arrested. You can basically arrest whoever you want on the streets. Uh, you've got no right to, to legal counsel and so on. And he's actually gone on Twitter and issued a direct threat to inmates in the prisons belonging to the gangs. Wow. And he said, unless there is a downturn on violence, we are going to take it out on the gang members that we, that we that are currently incarcerated in El Salvador. So they are the ones that are going to suffer um, if, you know, if the violence doesn't downturn. Obviously, he's desperate to, you know, to put a to put an end to the violence. But a number of different organizations, including Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International and so on. This is you know, another act of significant, you know, authoritarian behavior, mm. uh, which, you know, you, you can't just suspend civil and social and human rights in that particular way. And Bukele has four. I mean, only last year he dismissed a number of Supreme Court judges and the major accusation of his tenure, despite the fact that things generally are going pretty well and he's pretty he's pretty popular, is the fact that he is not working within the, the Constitution and is basically just doing things as he pleases. And we know in Latin America, Martin, we've spoken about a number of figures on your show with this. We know where this leads, and it's not anywhere particularly good. No, it's the law of the jungle, isn't it? Um, John, as always, thanks uh, ever so much. Um, we'll talk in next week, if that's okay. No problem. Take care. Good man. Uh, John Bonfilio there joining us from Campeche in Mexico.